Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of Everything's 5x4. You win again, Gravity. So this is Everything's 5x4, a random podcast on Shuffle. I'm your host, Steve. And as I said, this is episode number 17. So how this works is I discuss five randomly selected topics from a list of 10 for four minutes apiece, more or less four minutes apiece, sometimes a few seconds more, but I'll get you out of here in less than 30 minutes, unless you get bored before then. So as for the episode title, it's basically an episode of Futurama where Zap Brannigan has commandeered a restaurant spaceship and uh, is kind of resigning himself to the reality that he can't effectively land it on a planet. So, uh, yeah, that's where that comes from. So how I pick the topics every week, or in this case, every other week, my last episode was two weeks ago, is uh, through random.org's random number generator. So I will get to that. Okay, so for this week, the random number generator has beer to start with, topic number one, and topic number two is TV, topic number three is going to be movies, Topic number four is going to be, well, we can't talk about beer twice, can we? Or TV for that matter. Um, It keeps wanting me to discuss beer and TV. So we'll keep hitting it until we get over miscellaneous pop culture. And last but not least, we have... Shout outs. Okay, so that's going to be what is on the podcast for this week. Beer, TV, movies, upper miscellaneous pop culture, and shout outs. So as I always say, enjoy or don't. And here we go. So just a note before I get started here, there's actually a four-day gap between when I started recording this episode and when I'm going to finish it. I'm not sure why that note is necessary, but that's just how it goes. The good news, or maybe the bad news for you, is that you're now going to get two podcasts in less than a week after not having one for more than two weeks. So, lucky you. So, for beer, I've actually been inundated with a lot of possibilities. I've continued getting my Beer of the Month boxes, and there have been a lot of them I haven't had the opportunity to talk about, but what I decided to do was go the stout route. Now, I'm not sure if anyone's actually used that phrase before, but if they did, I haven't heard it. I'm not going to say it's something that I've coined, but I don't know. Maybe great minds think alike if someone else is talking about stouts in that way. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a couple stouts that I tried recently. When I went up to uh, visit my mom in the Chicago area for Mother's Day, uh, my sister was there too, and my sister's really big on, on fancy stouts, and she is one of my loyal listeners, so shout out to her. Uh, but we went to Binnie's, 
and one of the one of the stouts we picked up was Pipeworks Toasty Slopes. So Pipeworks is one of those craft breweries in Chicago that has gotten very big since I last lived in the Chicago area. So I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't had the opportunity to try very many of their beers. But I tried Pipeworks Toasty Slopes. Now, this is one of those stouts that I think some people it might, you know, might put some people off because it's uh, I'm going to describe it here. It's an imperial milk stout with cherries, smoked malt, natural marshmallow, lactose, vanilla and cacao nibs. That's just what it says on the can. So there's a lot going on there, but it is absolutely delicious. <laughs> so if, if you like fancy stouts with a lot of uh, a lot of complexity, a lot of things going on with them, then this is your bag. And again, I've always heard good things about Pipeworks, only had the opportunity to try a couple of their beers. This one, you know, fits fits the hype, lives up to the hype. So the color is kind of a reddish dark brown. Uh, there's a very strong cherry smell with a hint of vanilla. Um, and you definitely taste the cherry on the nose, the marshmallow and, van and vanilla more on the finish. And you definitely get that dark chocolate and the smoked flavor there too. It's 11.5%, so definitely be careful with this one. Um, it's not like you're, uh, it's an imperial stout, so it's not like your average stout, which is going to hit at, you know, 5% or so, and uh, you can kind of session if you have the stomach for it. So I've only got about a minute here to talk about Duck Rabbit Milk Stout. Milk stout. Um, I like the name of their brewery. Uh, they said what one sees depends on your state of mind. So it's 5.7% bit of a chocolatey malty smell there's coffee on the nose but i'd say light coffee some chocolatey sweetness definitely a little more bitterness on the finish um the taste of coffee is more subtle as you continue drinking but it doesn't lose its sweetness however it's just it's kind of to me a lot of the one of the things i like about stouts is a lot of them kind of taste sameish after a while but in a good way and I think this fits in there as a good example of a stout, but not one that's just going to um, jump out at you. Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, um, a good stout. The Pipeworks Toasty Slopes. Maybe that's cheating because it's got so much more going on, but I loved that one. And, uh, you know, after that, I actually had, a, I just had a Guinness and that was a good classic stout. All right. So for TV this week, I'm definitely going to go more from comfort food TV to something very intense because I did watch a couple episodes of Futurama this week that I'm going to talk about continuing on with season two. But I also want to talk a little bit about The Handmaid's Tale, so about as different of shows as you can get. So um, I'm actually going to start with Handmaid's Tale and then finish a little more lighthearted with Futurama. So I don't want to drop any spoilers for season four, uh, which I actually just finished the other night in between um, starting this episode, starting recording this episode and finishing it. Uh, so what I think is interesting, though, is, is this show, it's, it's definitely not binge worthy. You have to kind of sit with each episode. It's very intense, takes time to digest. And as someone who is not... Um, 
a refugee or a victim of sexual assault or has issues with PTSD or trauma. Um, you know, it's even, even a little tough for me to watch. So I can't imagine how someone, you know, who's experienced that would watch this show. And I'm not sure if it's something they would want to do. It depends on how they process trauma. So saying all that, um, I think what was interesting about season four, and again, no spoilers, uh, we'll just say some characters end up making it to and settling in Canada after escaping Gilead, but they're still dealing with the PTSD and trauma of Gilead. And it's just something that, you know, I think a lot of people have thought about um, the last few years, uh, especially people who um, lost certain rights or had their rights under threat. Uh, you know, the idea of leaving the country probably came up. And so seeing, um, yeah, just seeing that on on the small screen uh, in a show is, is a bit sobering. It takes it very seriously. Um, Again, I'm not one to speak on it, but I feel like they're kind of gent gentle and talking about the refugees' plight and just, you know, the difficulties of settling and dealing with that kind of PTSD. Um, anyway, so I'm going to move on to something lighter, Futurama. So I watched um, The Lesser of Two Evils and put my head on your shoulders, episodes of season two. Um, so there's a long running joke that comes up in Lesser Than Two Evils about people in the future not knowing history or about the past. So Pastorama, a uh, theme park they go to, ha talks about Gerald Ford's automobile invention. Um, there's an ad for it that features Einstein and Hammurabi in an air balloon disco dancing. Um, but this, this episode featured the introduction of Flexo, basically Bender with a beard. Fry saying Flexo is the evil Bender. Uh, Bender wearing a scarf is a running gag. Um, and the radiator woman from the radiator planet comes up. Um, and it also features the very jiffable moment uh, of Fry saying to Bender, or Fry saying about Bender, I'm shocked, shocked. Well, not that shocked. Okay, put my head on your shoulders. Uh, you have malfunctioning Eddie. You have the Thunder Falkenberg joke. And of course, you have Fry saying Valentine's Day is coming. Oh, crap. I forgot to get a girlfriend again. So Fry ends up dating Amy and then getting his head grafted onto Amy's shoulders. Um, you know, Bender rounds up a bunch of stiffs at the bus station and pockets their money. And uh, there is actually kind of an ugly transphobic joke in there um, that I didn't really like. But overall, um, just a pretty ridiculous, madcap, funny episode that Futurama is known for. So, for movies, um, my wife and I rewatched the movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we actually got through all of them. The last few I watched again in between beginning this recording of this podcast and, and now. So, I actually watched uh, the last two Avengers movies. But one that I actually am going to talk about is Thor Ragnarok. And since I've watched all the MCU movies, I probably will get back to the spirit of this thing, which is watching movies I actually haven't watched in years. But for now, yeah, I'm going to talk about Ragnarok. So I'm 
kind of cheating myself here. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, rewatching rewatching this one, uh, I think it's honestly the best of the three uh, Thor films. And definitely a huge pickup after Thor Dark World, which upon yet another viewing is clearly one of the weakest films in the entire MCU. Uh, I think what was great about Ragnarok, you had some really killer new cast additions. So you had uh, Taika Waititi, uh, Tessa Thompson, and Jeff Goldblum, all of whom contributed a lot, I think. Uh, Taika Waititi as Korg um, occasionally steals the show with one-liners. Um, you know, and it's, and it also, um, and it's, it's, it's just kind of, he has this sort of dry sense of humor and delivery to it, um, which, you know, you just see from his, his comedic past, he's, he's also known as a dramatic actor now, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of comedy from what he did and what he did and, and the way he delivers his lines. Um, and you kind of have to do that when you're um, a rock person as he was so it's also this is also the rare film where one of the best lines from the film is in a trailer and the film as a whole still holds up so yeah i'm talking about when thor meets the hulk in the the grandmaster's uh battle arena and says yes we know each other he's a friend from work you know it's just it, it just still works i've i've heard that line and, and seen that trailer so many times and it's still actually funny uh and the film is interesting because the action actually switches back and forth from asgard to sakar where the grandmaster is and where thor is being forced to be a gladiator um you would know, also again i'm not gonna not gonna say it brings it up in the in the same way handmaid's tale is but there is an underlying message here about refugees about home as being where your people are um you know about when to uh, when to be able to start again so there's kind of a serious undercurrent to it there's a lot of great action to go with all the comedy uh so really it puts together all the things that the mcu does well and it even stands on its own i think without the rest of the mcu or even the other thor films if you just wanted to say hey i'm just gonna watch ragnarok on its own without any context I think it still works. Um, you know, and again, like I said, great, great cast and a lot of action and uh, yeah, a little bit of heart to it too and and plenty of comedy. So definitely one of the best of the whole MCU and I will stand on that. Okay, so today for other random pop culture, I'm going to go into internet culture and TikTok again, but also not really talk about those things. So what I mean about that is generational things. So it's in one of the trends going on on TikTok is using songs from the Nick Jr. show Backyardigans, which had its original run from 2004 to 2009. Again, 2011 to 2013. So particularly using the songs Into the Thick of It, Castaways, and International Super Spy, which came out from 2005 to 2007. And this is one of those moments as someone in my late 30s, an older millennial, it makes me feel old because this was a children's show that came out 
those songs came out when I was in my early 20s. So I was in that gap between being a child myself and working in a field where I kind of have to know what's going on with with children or, you know, having friends who had kids, um, etc. So um, but here's where it's interesting. So I'm wondering, OK, why are all these backyard again songs coming up on TikTok? And it's because six year olds who were watching those episodes originally, if they watched them when they were six, they would be between 19 and 22 now. And over with college students. Uh, so basically what I'm what I'm saying is that, yeah, I'm starting to get old. <laughs> Not really, because I'm still under 40. But, you know, I think the other thing is the international super spy trend is people talking about using that song to bring up things that would surprise people. So they have international super spy um, playing in the background and they have text there saying something about themselves and then, oh, it's a big dramatic reveal when the character says international super spy. And, uh, you know, looking at it, some of these, it kind of struck me like, okay, that's not that interesting. But then again, I started looking at the ages here. You're talking late teens to early 20s. And it makes me think back to my late teens and early 20s. And there were things that I thought were maybe profound then that as I got older, well, you know, maybe not so much. And so I think sometimes people who are from my age, um, millennials in their 30s, and of course, people older than me tend to just be overly harsh on teenagers and people in their early 20s and just kind of think they're they're vapid or whatever because they just forgot about who they were at that age. And I also look at, uh, you know, at the Zoomer generation and older people in the Zoomer generation and you see the level of social awareness and empathy for others there and some of the things that they've they've created in terms of pop culture and some of the activism work they've done and i think there's a lot of stuff there that's more significant than millennials or gen xers were doing at that age uh so i guess my whole message about this is hey try to have some empathy for people younger than you and um you know as the as the boomers and older gen xers who were listening to pink floyd say leave those kids alone well you know take that advice cuz i think these kids are okay and if they're going to do strange things that i don't understand or don't think are profound well it's just because i'm older and i've lost touch of what it was like to be that age so a lot of my episodes have been particularly sports heavy and this episode has basically had no sports in it. So my shout out I'm actually going to do is to an athlete, but it's something not related to sports. So basically uh, some context here, um, Leon Goretzka, who is a soccer player for the German national team. He ended up in the group stage of the Euro 2020s um, championship where all the different European national teams are playing against each other. He was playing for Germany against Hungary and he scored a goal that ended up tying the game and helped Germany go through to the next round and knock Hungary out of the tournament. So that's the soccer aspect of it. Uh, but I'm going to get to the important part 
which is why I'm doing the shout out here. So Hungary is been well known the last few years for being very homophobic and transphobic. Uh, recently, their authoritarian leader, Viktor Orban, is passing anti-LGBT legislation um, pretty heavily. And, you know, also kind of taking on some uh, dictatorial powers. And it's pretty much a, it's a bad situation in Hungary, um, you know, to get a little into the politics of it. The other thing is Orban is a huge soccer fan and apparently is always watching games. So, you know, so what I'm going to say here is that Leon Goretzka, why I'm mentioning this is because after scoring his goal, he ran towards the hungry fans in the stadium and made a heart gesture with his hands. And that may seem like a simple thing, um, you know, but the Hungarian fans, unfortunately, have been reflecting their country's leader. They've had homophobic banters, uh, homophobic banners, I should say, and uh, basically racist banners where they've basically opposed uh, the, you know, anti-racist actions of different players. It, it's a whole thing that, um, unfortunately, their ultras, their big fans have been very outspokenly bigoted. And so Goretzka running over to them and making that simple gesture when he's been a person who also has spoken out for LGBT rights in Germany, I think was was a very special moment. Uh, there's a lot of things because it's Pride Month. There's a lot of things that I think seem like performative allyship. And I'm saying that as a cishet male. So it's not, you know, maybe I'm not the one who should be judging that or saying that. I, I fully acknowledge that. And maybe some people will see what Leon Goretzka did as performative. But I think being in that place where he basically ran up to those fans and essentially just did a gesture to show how he feels about LGBT rights. And he has spoken on it before in Germany. He is um, a white, straight German soccer star. So very, very privileged. Um you know, soccer is obviously the, it's the biggest sport in Germany as it is in much of Europe. So, I mean, he's just a, a well-known, famous player. And to basically, you know, do that in front of hostile fans um, to kind of show them, hey, love is love. You know, I think that means more than, than people just uh, doing rainbow logos or whatever. Uh, so a shout out to him for doing something like that in what was a very tough moment. So when I was discussing Leon Goretzka, I mentioned it's Pride Month, and Pride Month wouldn't exist, at least not in its current form, if not for what happened 52 years ago. Uh, I'm recording this on June 28th. So on June 28th, 1969, at the Stonewall Inn in New York City, police raided and harassed and attacked and arrested people, patrons at the Stonewall Inn for their sexual orientation, for their gender expression, for their gender identity. They did that because they didn't fit into some kind of morals of the time. And these people were there just trying to live their lives and be themselves. And that's really 
what I think Pride Month is about, and that needs to be arrested. Um, remembered. <laughs> I don't know why I said arrested. I'm still thinking about the people at Stonewall getting arrested. But, you know, it needs to be remembered when we talk about Pride Month, and hopefully people are doing more than just making rainbow signs or whatever. Uh, tell the LGBT life, people in your life that they matter, that you care about them. Help organizations that are fighting for LGBT rights. Uh, just help individuals who are struggling. And yeah, that's that's really what I can say about that. Uh, again, I'm a cis-het guy, so maybe not my place to be talking about all this stuff uh, and what you should be doing for Pride Month, but at the same time, I think that's uh, that's really what it what it should be about. And anyway, on on that note, I'm going to uh, just kind of go on with a normal outro here. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Or if for some reason you hate listened, uh, thank you for that too. Um, again, I don't know why you would you would spend thirty minutes doing that but eh, maybe that's your thing who am i to judge okay so like i said i didn't have any episodes for 17 days uh, but i'm gonna do one on friday so uh, i'm gonna make that and everything is two by 12 so it's it's just gonna be baseball and soccer so didn't really do any sports this episode except for talking about leon goretzka and that was really more about lgbt rights so um yeah, it's going to be kind of sports heavy with the episode on Friday, but hopefully you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have something to say about the episode or you just want to say hi, say you loved the episode, say you hated the episode, tell me what I could do better, etc. Feel free to email me at everythings 5 by 4 at gmail.com. That's everythings without an apostrophe 5x4 at gmail.com. And yeah. As I said, thank you for listening, and as I always like to end every episode with, uh, by saying, keep everything 5 by 4 Thanks. <laughs>